Good evening, you late night owls. Welcome to a special late night episode of Garage Game Day Sports. I'm your host as always, Louis Longoria. We are talking the college football playoff national championship game. Number one, Alabama. Number three, Ohio State. It is just over right this second. Alabama, kings of the football world once again. Let's break down and review this championship game. Alabama, 12-0 SEC champs, coming off that blowout over Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl, taking on Ohio State, 7-0. You know, we all know they had those uh, some issues with COVID. Their, their opponents had issues with COVID, so they had a few games wiped out. But won the Big Ten Championship and blew out Clemson. Justin Fields, six touchdowns in that game over the Tigers in the Sugar Bowl. Today, the first quarter and a half was pretty entertaining. You know, Alabama and Ohio State trading touchdowns in the first quarter, going back and forth. Uh, we found out Jalen Waddle was deemed good to go. Uh, he gave that ankle some uh, some work in pregame warmups. That turned out good. He was good to go. So he suited up today for the Tide. Had a few decent catches, contributed. But the story, the Alabama offense going going hard, scoring often, Mac Jones, who, Mac Jones, balling, getting everybody involved, 464 yards through the air, five touchdowns, four of those in the first half, Um, he got everybody rolling, he really set the tone, calm, collected, in the pocket, making plays, making throws, accuracy off the charts, 83%, in the first half, hit Devontae Smith plenty of times. You heard Devontae Smith's name a lot today, the Heisman Trophy winner, balling out also. Over 200 yards through the air, three teddies. Did have a hand injury late in the second half of this game, so he sat out. He wasn't really needed because by that time he had done all his damage. Alabama was out. Uh, to a big lead at halftime, it was already 35-17 at that point, and, and they could smell blood in the water. Um, Alabama was very active from the get-go, <clears throat> you know, swarming, making tackles, making plays. Christian Barmore leading that offense, leading that defense, excuse me, just making plays all over the place, you know, making Justin Fields uncomfortable, big hits. This game was very physical from the beginning. You had hit after hit. You had Najee Harris absorb a huge hit uh in the second half of this game you had a a dejection a a targeting call that you know based on you know what you think it it, i think it was rightly called but that that call may need some tweaking you know uh hit on uh ohio state tight end jeremy ruckert so you had you had big hits going on in this game but alabama just making plays on both sides of the field Mixing it up, quick strikes, big plays down the field, really burning Ohio State's secondary. This was not a good day at the office for the Buckeye secondary, getting torched. And then you'd have Alabama mixing these uh, sustained drives, you know, long, half a quarter long drives that were resulting in at least three points, often touchdowns, and just wearing down the Buckeyes' defense. Uh, You know, going back to that targeting call, you had Jordan Battle that was ejected. For that hit on Jeremy Ruckert, um, Ruckert did have a, a nice one. Had to catch early when Ohio State was still threatening. Um, 
you know, they, they were just making Fields uncomfortable. Uh, he bounced back with that toss to Ruckert, but um, for the most part, he was just uncomfortable in this game. You know, they were making life miserable for him. They only had one sack, only one sack on Fields, but a lot of tackles for loss in this game, a lot of quarterback hurries, pressures. The Tide was just making plays on both sides of the ball. Najee Harris, you know, 150 total all-purpose yards, had a touchdown through the air, uh, two touchdowns on the ground. So you had um, you had everybody step up in this game. There, there's just so many weapons. You can't really call. You can't really cover everybody in this game. You know, you had you had Mechie, seven catches in this game. Uh, Smith, Harrison, Waddle, all three of them went for at least uh, seven catches. And then Harris, of course, getting it done on the ground too. It didn't help Ohio State's cause that they had um, Trey Sermon go down. The very first drive of the game, first carry for Sermon, went for two yards. He came up holding his shoulder, holding his collarbone, had trouble picking up his arm. So at that point, you knew it was serious. Uh, went, uh, went to the back, got evaluated. They took him to the hospital. It was an apparent collarbone injury. He never came back. So that right away put Ohio State behind the eight ball. They, and then they lost their uh, one of their starting linemen, Wyatt Davis, just before halftime. They lost him to an injury. Knew he wasn't going to come back. So things were stacking up on Ohio State. But but Alabama just all over the place making plays. Steve Sarkeesian just really, really outstanding play calling. You know, he's going to my Longhorns next year. I'm thrilled with the team that Texas has. You know, we saw some of those young guns ball out in the Alamo Bowl. And Steve Sarkeesian, his play calling was just top-notch today. He just out-coached and outclassed Ryan Day. The plays that he was making, different schemes, you had different guys. Uh, you were getting the ball to different receivers, different ways. That was just confusing Ohio State's defense. And then you had you had on defense the tide, you know, blitzing from different directions, different ways, different schemes. You had You had them on Ohio State. All game long, Ohio State just couldn't make adjustments. You know, this was 35-17 at halftime. It had felt 35-7. to It really did. Alabama just blowing up with a 28-point second quarter. You know, dominating time of possession. They already had a slight, a slight lead in time of possession. Then they opened the third quarter with just a huge drive that ate up about seven and a half minutes. About half the quarter. They, they tacked on another touchdown at that point. And that really put it out of reach. You know, they ate up the whole third quarter. And Ohio State, you know, ha- had a touchdown, responded with a touchdown after that. Justin Fields had a real nice run. But Ohio State was always just out of this. A- after halfway through the second quarter, this was just all Alabama. You know, they set the record for most points in a championship game with 52. Uh, final score was 52-24. And... You know, Alabama was just too much, and, and we just saw that domination throughout the season. You know, they had little little hiccups here and there, but all teams go through that, you know, and most teams will go through a loss. You know, Alabama would just would just struggle briefly. You know, we saw the Alabama game where they gave up a ton of points. The Ole Miss game, they gave up 48 to Ole Miss. Didn't think I'd, didn't think I'd hear that this year, but Alabama did struggle with the big plays at times. But this game... You know, it, it was a combination of the play calling. I know some unfortunate injuries for Ohio State, but but Alabama, the way they were playing, Trey Sermon wasn't going to make a four-touchdown difference by himself. You know, Wyatt Davis on the line, you know, would have helped things. 
to protect Justin Fields and to help Sermon get some carries, but get some yardage. But Alabama was just too tough today and just too dominating all season. You know, they ran through the SEC undefeated, unblemished, and just, you know, a little scare in that Florida game. But that Florida game, really, they were up, or they won 52-46 in that game. But Florida, I don't know, I never really got the feeling that Florida was going to win that game. Every time Florida came within one possession, boom, Alabama would score again or make a play and make it a two-possession game or put it just a little bit out of reach. So I never really felt like the Gators were that big a threat as the score showed. Then you had the blowout over Notre Dame. You know, everybody kind of knew that was going to happen. Notre Dame didn't have near the offense that Ohio State did. You know, they had the defense, but it was just a matter of trying to trying to outscore Alabama and that's and that's what you're going to do. You're not going to limit Alabama. You know, they averaged 48 and a half points this season for a reason. So you weren't going to stop them or barely even contain them. You know, you were going to have to outscore them and Notre Dame with Ian Book and that offense, they weren't going to do that. And you felt Ohio State had had a better chance because of the quarterback play fields if he took more chances down downfield. And with that running attack, you felt like they could have possibly pushed Alabama. But the tide were just too much today. Just too much. Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith. We've heard these guys all year. They've just been dominating all year. You got Jalen Waddle back, you know, and, and you thought, well, maybe he'd just be used as a decoy. That way you could you had to account for him and you couldn't double anybody else. But but Waddle did have his through the air, and Mechie had his six, seven grabs. You know, it, it's just it was just an all-around team effort by Alabama. Great coaching, great play calling, great execution. It's just everything you could ask for for the Tide. And, you know, they'll end the season, of course, number one, the only undefeated team left in the country and the national champions. They'll no doubt be number one next year. And, you know, we may be having the same conversation next year. Who's going to stop the Tide, you know? But until then... You know, you just got to roll with the tide and, and hope somebody else steps up. Maybe my Longhorns or, you know, Ohio State comes back. I, I don't know. They're losing Justin Fields and BYU's losing Zach Wilson. And maybe we have a surprise team. Maybe Oklahoma come with Spencer Rattler, you know, and that and that rejuvenated offense. They sure picked it up the second half of this season. Oklahoma, Texas, you know, with, with Sark now calling place for the Longhorns and some of those those young horns leading the offense. So it'd be interesting to see a new crop of contenders next year. And and hopefully we're not going to get more of the same. You know, it seems to be Alabama, Clemson, and two of LSU, Oklahoma, Ohio State, you know, of that bunch. You get rotating teams out of that bunch and Alabama and Clemson, and then everybody else is just fighting for scraps. But um, we'll see how the offseason shakes out. We'll see how recruiting shakes out. And uh, college football, of course, be back next fall. Hopefully, with a full season. Hopefully, COVID will be will be long gone and out of here, out of our hair. But I will be back later this week with some predictions of the NFL divisional round. I'll be covering the AFC and NFC matchups separately, so be on the lookout for that. But uh, once again, Garage Game Day Sports. If you're a fan of the show, like what you hear. Or want to hear more, you know, want to hear us hit on different topics, basketball, baseball, feel free to subscribe to our channel, YouTube, uh, like our like our page on Facebook, follow us on Spotify, this podcast will be uploaded 
probably tomorrow. So um, be on the lookout for that. But my name is Louis Longoria with Garage Game Day Sports. Pleasure covering college football these last couple of weeks. It's been a blast. I will see you guys later this week. But for college football, that's a wrap, guys. I will see you guys later.